Welcome to Spiritual Mythbusters. I'm your host, Paul Graves, and this is the place where we always share what we value as truth and promise to always share it in love. This podcast is an outreach of Bible to Life Ministry located in Northeast Florida. So if you enjoy what you hear, visit us at BibleToLife.net. That's B-I-B-L-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot net and click on resources to view our BTL Kingdom blog, sermons, and bookstore. Now put on your spiritual thinking caps and let's dive into another episode. Welcome back to Spiritual Mythbusters. Once again, I am your host, Paul Graves, and today you're in for another exciting episode. First and foremost, let me just say to everybody, Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're like me, you probably have a lot to be thankful for. It doesn't mean that everything is perfect in your life. It just means that because of God, we give praise to Him and thanksgiving to Him for all things. And we also know that all things work for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. So the title of today's episode is, What is an Apostle? To answer the question, what is an apostle, let's first clarify what an apostle is not. An apostle is not an appointed position. All right, it's not an appointed position within the church that can randomly be filled. So if you're looking to become an apostle, there's no application that you can fill out at your local church to become an apostle. And if there is, I would probably strongly encourage you to go to another local church. So an apostle is not an appointed position within the local church that can be randomly filled, but apostolic ministry is a functional responsibility. It's a divine calling that is bestowed upon believers within the heart. And this is a calling that can only be given to you by Christ himself. The calling of an apostle into an apostolic ministry cannot be given to you by anyone within your church, your leadership. It can only be appointed by Christ himself. It can be confirmed or recognized by eldership or leadership, but Christ alone appoints men and women to the gift of the apostle. And I just slipped out and got a little bit ahead of myself, but I'm going to leave it at that. So hopefully you don't disconnect and you continue to listen. For those of you that caught it, you caught it. Those who didn't, Congratulations. Keep on. <laughs> All right. So basically what I call this is function over form. So it's appointed position versus functional responsibilities. Apostles are identified by the fruit of their apostolic ministry. They are not identified by their title or position. And this is why I say true apostleship is function over Form. Although an apostle's gifting or functional responsibility within the body of Christ can be recognized by others or even prophesied into their life, the recognition stands only as a confirmation of the impending apostolic call on a believer's life. So what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is this, is that a believer is already aware of their calling to some extent and has accepted that calling within their heart, which means that God has already in some way, shape, form, or fashion revealed to a believer that he is calling them 
to the functional office or the functional responsibility of an apostle. So when someone in eldership, when someone in leadership prophesies or declares or confirms what Christ has already spoken in your heart, it's just that. It's a confirmation and it's a recognition of what Christ himself has already put within your heart. Does that make sense? Okay. So Galatians chapter 1 verse 1 says this, Paul, an apostle, not sent from men, nor though the agency or through the agency of man, but through Christ Jesus and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And so what Paul was saying that his calling, though may be recognized by men as we know it, his calling in no way, shape, or form was appointed to him by man, but his calling as an apostle was appointed unto him by Christ and Christ alone. If you are called to be an apostle, listen, you'll know it. Not because someone tells you or prophesies over your life, but because Christ compels you to accept his apostolic call on your life. Individuals do not call or commission believers into the apostolic ministry. That is important for us to understand. Individuals do not call or commission believers into the apostolic ministry, though individuals such as leaders or elders can most certainly confirm through recognition the apostolic call on a believer's life. And those same elders and those same leaders can lay hands on those who have been called by Christ into the apostolic ministry and release them into the fulfillment of the call of God on their life. Does that make sense? Let me back this up with scripture. Let me show you who gives gifts to men. Ephesians chapter 4, 9 through 11 says this. Now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also had descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is himself also he who ascended far above the heavens so that he might fulfill all things. And he, being Christ, gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. This is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9 through 11. It is Christ and Christ alone who calls men calls women into their functional responsibility within the body of Christ. Eldership and leaders can confirm or recognize the gifts and the callings, but it is Christ and Christ alone who calls. Here's something very interesting. Now, there are a lot of people that say that apostles are not for today, that there were only 12 apostles. But this passage of scripture, it's post-ascension, or it's after the ascension. It's post-cross, meaning it's after the cross. Christ was giving gifts to the church after he ascended to his Father in heaven. What does this mean? This means that additional apostles, other than the twelve he originally appointed during his earthly ministry, were given by Christ to his church. But not only apostles, this means that prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists were given by Christ to his church. So 
What does that mean for us today? Well, today Christ is still giving ascension gifts to his body, his church. He is still giving the gifts of an apostle and prophet and preacher and teacher and evangelist today. We don't find anywhere in Scripture where it says that he gave gifts to men and then at some point those gifts ceased. So the apostle is still for today. The prophet is still today. Each one of the ascension gifts, and we call them the ascension gifts because these are gifts that Christ gave the body of Christ when he ascended, but each one holds and is responsible and accountable for a different functional responsibility within the body of Christ. And apostles are different than prophets, different than teachers and pastors and evangelists. Apostles are individuals with a unique vision, driven to explore uncharted territory and blaze a trail for others to follow. Man, apostles are guided by the truths of God's word. You can read this as reference in Acts chapter 6, verse 4. What do the apostles say? We must be given to prayer and the word of God. Apostles devote themselves to the full relationship of Christ and to the word. Now, let me say this. Apostles are not pastors, though apostles should be pastoral. In other words, they should have a genuine love for people. Apostles are not prophets, though they should be prophetic. And what do I mean by that? Every apostle should have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying and a courageous heart to respond. Every apostle should be able to declare, which means they're going to proclaim the Word of God, but then apostles should be able to decree also, which means they should be able to bring an administration or administrate God's Word. And we see in Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17, and 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 52, we see where Paul himself, as an apostle called by Jesus Christ, prophesies to the church about the church. Apostles are not evangelists, though they should be evangelistic. We read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says this, Therefore, we, these are the apostles, therefore we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us, we beg or we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So even though apostles are not evangelists, apostles must have a heart to evangelize. Apostles are not teachers though they must be able to teach, absolutely must be able to teach to fulfill the functional responsibility of their apostleship. What does Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 12 say? And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Let me summarize this, if you don't mind. Unlike pastors, apostles are not primarily responsible for preaching, nor are apostles prophets whose task is to prophesy. 
However, apostles should possess the ability to do both. Similarly, while apostles are not evangelists, they must have a deep desire to reach out and help those who are lost and those who are in need. We can reference this with Acts chapter 2, verse 14 through 36, and Romans chapter 3, verse 24 through 26. And though not a teacher, apostles should have an inept ability to teach others. As we learn, it's the apostles' functional responsibility, along with the other ascension gifts, to be able to equip the saints for effective works of service unto the Lord. Here's something that's extremely important that we need to understand right here in the beginning when we talk about apostles. I want to make sure that we understand this because this has been and can be a misconception. It's important and necessary that we understand that apostles carry, or I should say apostles are entrusted with governmental authority. They're entrusted with a governmental spiritual authority, but that is an authority for people, not a governmental spiritual authority to lord over people. I cannot emphasize that point more. Let me read it one more time, just because I want to make sure you get it. It's important and necessary that we understand apostles carry or are entrusted with governmental authority for people, not governmental authority to lord over people. As well, their authority, and this is important, their authority is only governmental within the church whose leadership recognizes one's apostleship. We read about this in 1 Corinthians 9.2 and 1 Corinthians 12.28. Just because you're an apostle to one local congregation or multiple congregations doesn't mean that you're an apostle to all congregations. All right, Just because you've been given through relationship and trust the authority and the responsibility of speaking into the life of a local community church doesn't mean you now have the authority and the right to speak into the life of every community church. Does that make sense? In saying that, apostles act as spiritual fathers, providing guidance and support to other leaders and the wider church community, as well as serving as trusted advisors to the body of Christ. Look, apostles are amazing in their functional responsibility because of what they provide to the body of Christ. They're not amazing in who they are. They're amazing in allowing the Holy Spirit to work through them in order to manifest his kingdom in the lives of individuals, communities, churches, organizations, and ministries. God still works in and through. So when I use the term spiritual father, I don't use that in the shepherding type movement saying. What I mean by that is that God works through his apostles and it is God who is fathering his sons and daughters. So when I say apostles act as spiritual fathers, they act as conduit for the spirit of God to work through them to provide guidance and support to other leaders throughout the church community. This is still God doing the work through his functional body. Remember, we are the body of Christ on the earth, which means that God works in and through us to fulfill all things in the earth for all people. Does that make sense? 
So when I talk about them being advisors to the body of Christ, another way of saying it is that apostles are spiritual consultants to the body of Christ. Now, we probably are all familiar with business consultants, individuals with a unique skill set that, I don't know, allows them to evaluate the process and procedures of companies for what? The purpose of implementing positive change. So maybe you've had consultants come in for three weeks or six weeks or three months into your company. And at the end, they presented their findings to the CEO. And then there was several changes that took place. And maybe sometimes they presented their findings and there was no changes that took place. But that's their functional responsibility. They go in and they identify areas of opportunities and then they create an action plan that presents a positive change for the company. Well, in a similar manner, this is one of the functional responsibilities of an apostle to the local church, but not just the local church, but to the universal church, because the church is universal. It's it's all over the world, but their responsibility to that local or universal church is solely based on their relationship and that church's ability or desire to receive the gift that they are that has been given to them through Christ Jesus. So we want to make sure we keep that in context. Apostles carry governmental authority. What they do is, with that authority, they come into local ministries and they want to bring an alignment to the church or the ministry by identifying the foundational cracks. In other words, they're going to identify the foundational cracks in biblical truth, and they're going to relay a proper biblical foundation where it's necessary. So what do I mean by that? Because that's a lot of words. An apostle should be able to identify or recognize spiritual areas of opportunities within a local church or ministry where the foundations of truths need to be laid or where the structure of eldership and leadership need to be established or rearranged. Or one of the functional responsibilities of an apostle is that they will go into a local ministry in which they have relationship with. And by unction of Holy Spirit, by prophetic unction, and by apostolic decree, they will recognize or identify the areas within that local ministry where truths of the foundation of the gospel of the kingdom need to be laid or sowed. And they will impart those truths into that ministry for the sole purpose of building up the body of Christ but not just based on biblical truths, but also they would be there to set in leadership, functional leadership. They may come in and and say there needs to be a change in leadership. There needs to be an establishment of leadership. So both ways, both both bringing the word and dealing with matters of government and the church concerning leadership. These are functional responsibilities of the apostle. Now, look, I'm about to touch on something that's going to be very sensitive. Matter of fact, by accident, I touched on it in the very first paragraph that I was sharing with you or the very first thoughts that came out. So hopefully you still stayed with us, but I want to make a statement. I'm not going to elaborate on it, but I will have a podcast coming up where we go into deep discussion about that. But this is what I want to say. Gender is not a factor in apostleship. Gender whether you're a male or you're a female, is not a factor in apostleship. An apostle is led the same way believers are led. 
An apostle is led and directed by the Holy Spirit, who is neither male or female. So apostles are functioning as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. They're the sent ones. They're, they're individuals that are sent to a people, to a place, to a region, to a local ministry, to, to a number of ministries. And when they go, their functional responsibility is to declare and to decree. In other words, what that means is that they are to proclaim and to administrate the message of Christ and his kingdom. Reference to that would be Romans 16, 7, and 2 Corinthians 5, 20. In doing so, apostles transform the hearts and minds of believers with the authentic teaching of Christ. If I could say anything today about an apostle and the functional responsibility of an apostle, let me say this statement one more time. Apostles transform the hearts and minds of believers with the authentic teachings of Christ. The gift of an apostle is identified by their functional responsibility, not their gender. Apostles are known or recognized for exhibiting the character and the nature of Christ. So in other words, it's simple. Talk is cheap, but actions speak louder than words. Man, I hope that makes sense. And like I said, I don't want to go into the to the whole can women be apostles today on this podcast. I promise you I will definitely touch that in other podcasts coming up in the future. My personal opinion, based on my understanding of Scripture, my understanding of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, my understanding of the call of God on the hearts of people, and that we are neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, black nor white, that God is neither male nor female, but God is spirit, and those who worship him, worship him in the spirit and truth. My understanding is that there is no gender in God when it comes to fulfilling functional responsibility within the body of Christ. So therefore, gender is not a factor, in my opinion, in apostleship. Okay, something to please take in mind, and this is very important. Apostles are not above reproach. All right. Apostles are not above reproach and they should be held in the highest biblical standard. As servants to the body of Christ, apostles are foundational builders. Apostles are held accountable for the seeds of truth that they sow or that they plant within the hearts of God's sons and daughters. Ephesians 2, 19 through 20 says this. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. Wow. Apostles lead by example, serving others rather than being served reflecting Christ in action and deed as if looking in a mirror. Apostles are men and women who are sold out to the cause, committed and convinced of the goodness and kindness of God drawing humanity to repentance. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. Now here's something to note. Apostles are not rock stars. They're not movie stars 
or individuals that one should seek to pattern their life after. Here's the punchline. They're just people. They're just people. Apostles are just people like you and me. They're men or they're women of faith called by God to fulfill a need within the body of Christ. Although Apostle Paul did say, follow me as I follow Christ, but the meaning of that is to follow the Christ you see in me and follow him alone. I want to bring this back full circle with asking the question once again, what is an apostle? True apostleship bears the wounds of hurt and rejection without retaliation. True apostleship travails over others with arms opened wide, ready to receive and release men and women into their spiritual calling, destiny, and functional responsibility within the body of Christ. True apostleship dies at the altar of self-sacrifice so that others may live. True apostleship has the heart of a lion with the gentleness of a dove. And true apostleship desires to be received by others rather than celebrated. As your host, Paul Graves, I want to thank you for listening to Spiritual Mythbusters. If you like what you've heard, then once again, visit us at BibleToLife.net. That's B-I-B-L-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot net and click on Resources to access our BTL Kingdom blog, sermons, and bookstore. So until next week, always remember, if you want to see the glory of God, then you must release God's glory.